0: everybody good afternoon or good morning wherever you guys are this is Heidi St. John Uh, this is America's Town Hall it is where I talk about the issues that are pertinent to Washington State's third congressional district and also national interests that are affecting the people that live here Today, I'm very honored to have a guest on the show with me today. Dustin Steffen is here. He is a 14-plus-year veteran of the Washington State Patrol, and we're going to be discussing uh, Inslee's massive overreach into the personal medical decisions of the citizens of CD3. A lawsuit was filed. I know a lot of you have just heard about this, and uh, it's an exciting time, actually, to be alive because we are experiencing what can only be described as an unprecedented uh, reach into our constitutional or overreach rather uh, that's violating our constitutional rights based on uh, the emergency orders that were granted by the legislature to Governor Jay Inslee. Uh, Many of you have noticed by now that last Friday, September 10th, in the circuit court in Walla Walla County, we have filed officially now a lawsuit against Governor Inslee. Dustin is one of the people that are listed on that complaint. Dustin, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Hey, it's a pleasure, and I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. So give a, give listeners, a, most of the people that are listening to this are from uh, CD3. Many of them are in the same position that you're in. So talk to us a little bit about yourself and uh, kind of what you've been doing and how we got to this point.
1: Yeah, so as you mentioned, 14-plus years uh, working for the state patrol, and I, I've worked uh, in District 4, the Ritzville area, Tacoma, and currently assigned out in Shelton at our training division. Uh, so kind of a vast experience, uh, uh, in my career and, um, been dedicated to the agency that whole time. And, um, when the governor pushed these, uh, mandates out, it was a, it was a shock and just didn't seem, seem real. And, um, you know, it just took a f- few weeks to kind of do research and, and get like-minded people organized enough to, to stand up and be willing to put their name on something and push back against these uh, overreaching uh, mandates.
0: Yeah. And really, uh, this is unprecedented. I've never seen anything like this in the history of Washington State. And I've been here uh, nearly 20 years. Have you ever heard of anything even close to this happening?
1: No, not at all. Um, It it definitely is unprecedented. um, And I'm hoping that it uh, is is enough to have people wake up and, and understand that our, our rights and freedoms are, are being stomped on, and, and um, they're they're pushing. and And what's the next next push? Is is my question.
0: Mm-hmm. I was talking to a state representative uh, the other day, and she was explaining to me that when the state legislature granted the governor these really, they're sweeping emergency powers that were only supposed to be in place for 30 days at a time, but of course the governor using the excuse of COVID and failing to reconvene the legislature. And at this point, it wouldn't even matter because they have a Democrat supermajority, the Democrats not interested in even discussing, uh, rolling back the authority that they have given to Governor Inslee. But I am under, you know, and I'd be curious to see what, it, what have you heard from uh, legislators and people who voted him to have this incredible authority. The idea was that if there was an earthquake, You know, if there's an earthquake uh, off of I-5 and it affected Lewis County or it affected the transportation between the counties inside of the district or even inside the state, the governor, with a movement of his pen, could stop what was happening in the state and direct all of the emergency equipment that we had, everything that was at our power and available to us to that affected area, and it could happen quickly, never in our wildest dreams did we think that the governor would abuse those powers? Because that's really what's happening now. He's abusing the emergency authority that the legislature granted to him. And from what I am understanding, most people didn't see this coming. Is that what you're hearing?
1: yeah absolutely uh, I, th- I think uh originally like you said it had it had its intended purpose and you know just the uh overreaching and continual extension of this and the refusal uh, from my understanding of the governor to uh rally a special a special session um to re-examine some of the uh mandates and and responses for this COVID pandemic that uh, uh, they feel we're in
0: mm-hmm Yeah. And, and I think people are starting to feel discouraged right now. I'm curious to know, because I had a a firefighter was talking to me last week and he said he thinks upwards of 30% of the uh, firefighters he knows are going to walk off the job because you guys have what until, uh, what are we looking at? Is it October 18th?
1: Well, October uh, four, I think is the last, uh, last day where you could actually get your vaccine and still meet the October 18th, fully vaccinated requirement. So really our, our deadline in in essence, becomes the fourth. Um, So that's rapidly approaching.
0: Mm -hmm. It really is. I wanna read a little bit of the introduction of the lawsuit so people understand the basic wording. And then uh, we'll talk a little bit about where we go from here. It says, Governor Jay Inslee, this is the lawsuit, the class action lawsuit that you were just telling me, 90 plus signers are now on to this thing. So uh, there's over almost 100 plaintiffs uh, have said that Governor Jay Inslee's August 9th, 2021 mandate requiring all state workers to be vaccinated against COVID-19 by October 18th exceeds the authority of his office by the Washington Constitution statute and independently violates the rights guaranteed to the state workers by the Washington State Constitution and applicable statutes. The provisions of this Constitution are mandatory unless by express words they are declared to be otherwise. That comes straight from the Washington State Constitution, Article 1 section29. 20, and Destin, it seems to me that the people of Washington State do not we don't even know our own constitution, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know I think people tend to uh, uh, get complacent and just and trust that the process is, is the process. And when you really dive mm-hmm. into some of these things, we, it's easy to see how uh, uh, outside of bounds government uh, can reach and infringe and, and on our rights.
0: Yeah. And it seems, you know, I, I'm looking at this going, all right, most of these guys, you know, I talked to several men who work for the department of corrections. They're saying they're going to be forced out of their jobs. I mean, this is going to have a devastating impact on Washington state. I mean, my concern obviously is for the third congressional, but what we're seeing is this is going to impact the state in a very negative. I mean, we're hanging on by a thread economically right now. Anyway, uh, what do you see happening if, uh, if police officers and firefighters and first responders and doctors and nurses walk off the job on October 18th?
1: Well, I tell you, I mean, it's well, while the first responders and the medical personnel are, are uh, priorities and stuff, it's important to remember that this mandate also reached out to contractors of the state. So all these people that are working on I-5 at Tacoma Dome and, and, and have contracts for, you know, state bids, it's, it's going to devastate the Washington state economy and to piggyback on that you know when you talk about the training costs it's gonna it's gonna um, impact the citizens to replace all of uh, all of these employer or employees that are going to be uh, terminated here in a few weeks it's astronomical I know from a uh, round numbers uh, as I recall when I came through the Academy it was, somewhere in the neighborhood of $200,000 to train a trooper in basic training alone. And if we're looking at losing 100, 150, 200 commissioned personnel, that's significant dollars uh, that it's going to take to replace all, all of us that are getting uh, unlawfully terminated. And keep in mind that none of us want to be terminated. We're dedicated public servants. We believe in what we do. Um, and, and so the impact of the state is... Uh, going to be exponential and I don't think people really are understanding the the long lasting effects of this mandate and how it's going to affect uh, clear down to how you're going to get to the grocery store and and how our roads are going to get repaired.
0: Mm. Well it's devastating. I've never seen anything like this and the other thing I'm watching play out and know this is a little bit of Heidi Saint John going down the rabbit hole but it seems to me that what's happening is people of principle are being removed from these positions you know, people of conscience, people who are not going to have their conscience violated and are willing to stand alone if necessary. And people who love their jobs, you know, who have been serving on, uh, in your case for 14 plus years, but many of these guys, 20, 25, 30, 30 years uh, on the force, never had a bad report, always came to work. They love what they do. These are dedicated public servants that the state of Washington is basically thumbing its nose and saying, we don't care. You know, you guys were yesterday's heroes and now, uh, we're going to go ahead and get rid of you, never mind the fact that you just served uh, through, the, through the whole pandemic and it didn't affect the agency, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, the agency was willing to make uh, concessions, whether that be uh, at-home teleworking type scenarios for for job classifications where that worked. I mean, we all uh, wore masks uh, with with limited exposure and documented COVID cases. And, and those that that did come down with COVID uh, fully recovered and were able to come back to work and whatever that capacity was and be contributing members to the agency and to society. Um, I, I, guess part of this is we don't understand, uh, these, accom- these, uh, religious and medical exemption requests have been, uh, accepted with no accommodations available. And that, uh, apparently is coming through state HR through governor Inslee's office. Uh, so it doesn't make sense to the vast majority of us that for the last 18 months, we've been able to work under these conditions and, and be toted as as um, essential employees. And this mandate comes down saying, hey, what you did the last 18 months really didn't matter.
0: Yeah, well, you just hit the nail on the on the head because you said it doesn't make sense. None of this makes sense. We're hearing Biden call this the a pandemic of the unvaccinated. They're not, they're not making any allowances for people like me who have had COVID and recovered and now I have natural immunity. We're not seeing any talk about that. We're not seeing any, uh, and, the, and the, the rules and the mandates seem to me to be very arbitrary and so there's no there's no consistent rule that they're applying across the board these are arbitrary rules that they seem to just be throwing out there like spaghetti to see what sticks on the wall i think it's interesting and you guys pointed this out in your lawsuit. You quoted, uh, you quoted from the law. It's, it says uh, the intent and result of the governor's mandate violates the principle of RCW 3852-120 by resulting in certain protected political and religious classes being purged from civil service. That should send a shiver up the spine of every freedom-loving american whether you're living in the uh, state of washington or not because it kind of goes back to what i was saying before they're purging certain classes of religious and political ideology out of uh of um, of the uh, employment does that does that scare you
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's very evident that they are targeting a group of people um, that fall into that category. And I just wanted, I'd like to reference, you know, our, our human history and, and, uh, cases like Nazi Germany. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that might be extreme, but that we are following those principles. And, and you know, the citizens of Germany at that time thought they were all doing right outside of that group of people that was very specifically and tactically targeted. And frankly, that's, that's how I, I know I feel personally. Um, and I think uh, others uh, can make that correlations that are in, in my position as well.
0: Yeah, someone sent me uh, a timeline of the Holocaust, uh, just this morning, actually, that started really in 1933 when Hitler was appointed the chancellor of Germany. And in March 22nd, the uh, concentration camp at Dachau opened. And what did they do? They The first thing that they did was they, uh, they sent the communists there, right? And people sort of put up with it. And slowly, 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 you know, they established the Gestapo. Then they had the public burning of books. And by 1934, Hitler had proclaimed himself the Fuhrer, the leader, over all of of Germany. In 1935, the Jews were barred from serving in the armed forces. Uh, In 1936, Jewish doctors were barred from practicing medicine in German institutions. So fascinating to me to note. So now we've had what? We've been talking about a three-year span. What's happening in the United States right now is happening at breakneck speed. And we are, watching, uh, we are watching people being segregated into classes. I heard a woman from uh, Hawaii, a friend of mine messaged the other day. She said her seven-year-old daughter is taking ballet classes and they handed out armbands to the little girls now. If you're vaccinated, you get a yellow armband. If you're not vaccinated, you get a green armband so they can immediately segregate uh, the kids. This is wickedness. And it has no place in American culture and particularly not for a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. Uh, what do you think about that, Dustin?
1: Well, I, I, like you said, I, it's just, it's unfathomable that it's happening. I mean, I'm hearing, um, you know, em- employees uh, having to get new ID badges printed that go horizontal versus uh, uh vertical if they're vaccinated versus unvaccinated. And I'm so glad you mentioned our children because ultimately they're going to be the next targets of this, right? Um, my, Our son has a health condition where he's got to be very cautious about the vaccinations he takes. And so um, that is one of my principles, our principles as a family is, hey, how do we keep our kids safe? Because like I said earlier, where do we stop this slide? Um, and mm-hmm. right now that there is no end to the stop unless this. We have uh, citizens that really wake up and see what the bigger picture is and are able to stand and, and be a voice for everybody.
0: Yeah. And that's really what you guys are doing with this lawsuit what you're saying is no we're not going to do this anymore we're not going to comply we're going to challenge this thing in the courts and i know that there are many many private businesses right now under the you know biden's ridiculous mandate that came down last thursday if you got uh, if you own a business with a hundred or more employees he's going to require that you require your employees to get vaccinated this is a violation I mean, they're trampling on the Constitution of the United States. Where do you see this going? So right now you guys have 90 plus uh, signatories on this class action lawsuit that you're filing. But as I'm looking at the lawsuit in front of me, and I'll link back to it in the show notes today so everybody can get a copy of it. Uh, you guys are stating right here, number three, plaintiffs intend to amend this complaint to add 30 to 50,000 additionally, additional similar situated plaintiffs, you guys, more people can join onto this, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We we're trying to open it up to as many people as as we possibly can. Um, I'm going to have to refer the logistics to that, to the attorney, but we're, we're overwhelmed with uh, just how we're going to manage this. There's so many people this is going to impact on a direct level. And uh, you know, there's a group of us, including the the attorney there that uh, we're just trying to find the best way to manage this and, 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 and put this together just to, to help everybody out.
0: Yeah. I think one of the most important things as I'm scrolling through, you know, looking, there are a lot of members of the Washington state patrol on here. Uh, A lot of members from, from a, from a WSP, a lot of firefighters and something that I don't think that anyone's talking about. And I want to, I'm going to broach the subject with you. It's a, it's a, it's a touchy subject, but I think we better start talking about it. Uh, Several weeks ago when I was up in Lewis County, uh, a gentleman who was also employed by the state, wonderful guy, worked for the state for 20 plus years, came up to me sobbing and he said, I'm gonna lose my job. My wife and I have two little kids, we just bought a house and he's talking about you know, getting a trailer and moving on to his parents' property and the emotional and the mental strain of this, I believe that if we don't get a handle on this right now and start offering help and hope to people, which is I think what this lawsuit is doing, we're going to start to see a massive increase in suicide uh, here in Washington state.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a real, real concern. Um, you know, uh, this, like I said, impacts on such a deep level. Um, I mean, yes, finances for sure, but I mean, we're, it's, it's creating such a divide among, you know, um, the public, and family, mm-hmm. friends that uh, you know, the financial aspect is, is definitely uh uh, front and everybody's mind, but the division alone, is just so impactful and stressful. And, you know, um, I would just encourage anybody going through those types of thought processes to reach out, whether it be through your union or cold four Northwest, there's so many groups out there to help. Um, and I, you know, I'll put my name on that too, if anybody needs to, just just a chat, but, um, yeah, it's. It, I can talk personally. I have a great support system here at the home, but, uh, you know, sleepless nights and, and not sleeping well and just the mental health uh, altogether is is a very, very significant concern.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. And uh, shame on the governor for this. Shame on him. His job is to protect the life and liberty of the people of Washington state and to make sure that our jobs are secure and that our freedoms are secured. And this is not, this is a terrible, terrible overreach on the part of uh, Governor Inslee and on the part of really a tyrannical administration coming right down from the highest office in the land, which uh, which is uh, the White House. It's a shameful and a sad time in the history of this nation. I'm curious in the couple of minutes that we have left, if someone says, well, shoot fire, I want to put my name on that thing. How do they, how do they get a hold of the attorney? Do you know the process for that?
1: Uh, right now, we're just trying to... Um we kind of divvied up. I, I, my my uh, contact is for law enforcement personnel, and we kind of got a number of uh, uh, breakout groups to kind of spread this out a little bit. If um, I guess for the sakes of for the sake of everybody, I'm, I can maybe you can put a link to my email or something for anybody that has questions about it, mm-hmm. and I can distribute that. That might be uh, the best option for this forum.
0: All right, that sounds good. And also, uh, I noticed that the law firm uh, Arnold and uh, uh, Jacobwitz. Jacobowitz, Is on here, yeah. Jacobowitz. Would that be a good thing for me to put in the show notes?
1: Um, I'm sure it wouldn't hurt. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, he, he's inundated for sure. Um, yeah, I bet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's good. I Do you have any closing thoughts? I'm just thinking, you know, as I heard about this the other day, you know, in the studio over here and I'm, you know, running, I'm doing everything I can for the citizens of this state, just in my run for Congress alone, but it's a year away. You know, these elections are a year away and I don't think we can't, we can't wait that long. We need help right now, this is one way to do it. Uh, And I, encouraging for me, are you encouraged by this just to see that people aren't just taking this sitting down?
1: Yeah, I definitely feel like, uh, you know, uh, it's, I'm not alone in this. And I think, uh, you know, the silent majority feel the same way we do. And we, we need that majority to start being louder and making our voice voice heard, and, and understand that it's more than just a me thing; it's an us thing, and us being just society as a whole. If we want to maintain this great America life that that, that we live and, and prosper from, that it, it's we're, we have to. The time is now to speak up and and stand on our beliefs.
0: Yeah, boy, you I couldn't have said it better myself. That is that has been the theme of my life for the past. Uh, eight years or so, I have a podcast called Off the Bench. And I've been telling people in this country, you've got to get off the bench and onto the battlefield, off of the sidelines and onto the front lines. Because if we don't get involved in the fight for freedom, and we don't do it right now, uh, it's not going to be very long. And we're not going to have a country left to fight for. And we're certainly seeing that now. I applaud you guys for your courage. It takes courage uh, to stand up against this stuff. It takes courage to file a, a lawsuit and have your name out there uh, for everyone to see. But you know what? There's power in numbers. Billy Graham said a long time ago that when one man takes a stand, the spines of others are stiffened. And I know that you uh, and your colleagues have stiffened the spines of thousands of people who are going to listen to this podcast. And I just want to thank you so much for, uh, for all you guys are doing, not only from your position at the Washington State Patrol, but in standing for freedom for Washingtonians uh, statewide.
1: Thank you so much, Heidi. I appreciate uh, the opportunity
0: You're very welcome. You guys, for more information, I'm gonna link back to Dustin's email and also the contact information for the attorney's office that's filing this class action lawsuit. I will also put the full text of the lawsuit in the show notes today. If you guys have any questions, you can go to my website, HeidiStJohnForCongress.com and click on the podcast and you can submit your questions there. Thanks for listening, everybody. Get off the bench and onto the battlefield. Freedom is worth fighting for.